Here we go. Five, four, three, three two, two, one. Thunderbirds are go. I can't believe it's taken me this long to make that reference. That's wild. <laughs> no, Jasper, this is the sports episode. We have to be cool. Oh, shit. Sorry. I meant throw the pig. <laughs> Toss that, it. That, Toss. Oh, that's it. Toss the pig. The pig. That's the pig. It's I don't know. That's what you call it. Isn't it the pig skin? The pig skin, but not the pig. <laughs> <laughs> no, just throw policemen. That's what I meant. Can't start with that energy and not expect me to, re- no, to I like not it. respond until you introduce I me. Did it intru- <laughs> I did it intentionally. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Games and Feelings, an advice show about playing games, being human, and dealing with the fact that those games involve other humans. Oops, all sports edition. Yes! Ah. I'm so excited to bro out right now. Just bro out. We're going to be so much more accepting than the nerds that are usually on this podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're at. That's, the sports guys are nicer. That's exactly where we're, we're at. We're even more so welcoming awesome. than we were before. I am yep. your host and question keeper. Get it? Keeper like in soccer. Eric yep, Silver. And if I could name a minor league sports team for my hometown, it would be the Golden's Bridge Swarm. I'm from a small town in upstate New York called Golden's Bridge, and I really love a singular group of things name, like the Heat, uh, so the Swarm, uh, mm. and also because uh, there was a major train line that went through my hometown. Swarm could also be like a crowd of people trying to get on a train. <laughs> so you can imagine. Yeah, it works. Yeah, you that's can, exactly why they called. That's why they called it the Swarm. Yeah, right? that's why they call it the Swarm. So like our kit, we could have like a special kit or uniform night that's like has all the people on it, or it's like train a lot of train. Or it should on. be like everyone has a crowd of people, and then one of the players has like a train on it, and it's like everyone. It kind of then they all can come together for a picture, and it looks like two sides of the platform trying to get on one train. I actually think I've just invented something revolutionary. That would be cool. Jerseys. I think that would be wow. really cool. We I mean, should be if making it was like... art with our, with our tops. That would be great. Oh, of course. I think that, I mean, so many sports have like one specific dude who's different. So if this was hockey mm. or baseball or soccer, then we could definitely have that happen. Like imagine a yeah. keeper's got a uniform that's a train. Got the train That'd on be it. so got scary. The It'd be so cool. I love it. I love it so much. Oi, bruv, Jasper Cartwright. If if you could make a minor league or lower tier football team uh, named after your hometown, what would it be? I'd call it the Horsham Horses. Um, nice. Because, fun fact about Horsham, which is where I grew up, it is uh, almost exactly in between London and Brighton. Mm. Back in ye olden times, uh, Horsham was a little stop that you would uh, stop at, rest the night, and rest your horses if you were traveling between these two places. So that's why it became Horsham, because that's where everyone stopped with their horses. So I'd call it the Horsham Horses. Boom. Mic drop. I like that. I wonder if you guys could be like the innkeepers. Oh, the innkeepers. That's even better. Right. The problem is, is that I'm not in that, like even calling the Horsham Horses felt too much. Like in the UK, we look over your the naming convention for your sports oh, teams okay. in the US and we think you're insane. Can I ask you like, some questions the about Rapids, this? The, the like the heat, like all of it. It's like, what are you saying? Like, it's just 
it's insane. Like, just call your. Where are you from? That's your name. Why are you the Colts? Well, can what I do ask you mean, you, Colts? <laughs> can I ask you a question? Because this popped up recently. Is there a is there a New Jersey Buttons? Like, what? We're gonna stop. <laughs> what, 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 what? As a new fan of the New Jersey Devils, you bite your tongue, Jasper. <laughs> uh, can I ask you a question? This actually popped up because yeah, I mean please. we're recording this a few weeks ahead, but uh, mm. Messi is now gonna play in the MLS. I can't believe that it's finally happened. Uh, congratulations to the MLS. Uh, your lives are about to change. It, it um, really is just like what happens in the MLS Major League Soccer, where the most popular guy who's kind of old now, like who is the absolute shining star goat of ba- of, so- of soccer, is coming over to the MLS once he's old. But I want you to know, though, that Lionel Messi old is three times as good as anyone else in your league currently. No, I, that's 100% <laughs> true. But like, you know, David. So Beck- good. But Beckham did it. Like, I mean, Pele did it notoriously in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, coming over for the yeah. New York Cosmos was kind of kicked off American soccer in so many different Zlatan ways. Zlatan did it and came back. <laughs> was Zlatan, was Zlatan was too Zlatan busy, like, headbutting did it and was like, I completed it. Went back to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> too busy being rich and good. I'm done with this. Yeah, I'm done with this. <laughs> well, the whole thing about this, again, for, for context, uh, imagine LeBron James is like, I'm done with the NBA. I'm going to go to a place where they actually, a burgeoning place where they love basketball. I'm going to China. In, in, yeah. in that kind of way. Yeah. And it's LeBron right now. Even he's going to be so much better than everyone else. He's older and he's still like the most famous person. But he's like, I'm going to go to a different country that likes this Dude, also. Have you seen the reports about the contract? Yeah. Oh, it's that he, he gets Wild. a cut. So some of his money is coming directly from Apple. Yeah. Because Apple TV Uh, is showing MLS games, right? Yes, Apple TV. And so he gets a cut of the revenue of games like into into Miami and like other MLS games. Apparently, uh, uh, he gets a cut of every single jersey sold. Yes, he gets a cut of Adidas. He gets an Adidas Uh, cut. It's crazy. he He gets an Adidas cut. He also, apparently, every single MLS franchise has paid in to make this happen. Yeah. Which means every other team has been like, look, we know that this basically guarantees you a win next year, probably the year after, but we're going to pay because it means everyone gets richer. And when he retires, he will have the option or the opportunity to potentially buy an MLS franchise. That all makes sense to me, though. Like, honestly, that's Crazy. not so wild because he's going to single-handedly prop up the entire yeah. league. Oh, for sure. I think. I, oh, don't get me wrong. It makes sense. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. And hey, look, Messi, get your money. Yeah. Like I'm proud of you. You. Dude. For those who don't do know, it. he is so famous. He's so oh. famous. I genuinely don't think it is an exaggeration to say that in at least two continents, Lionel Messi is viewed as a godlike figure. Yeah. Like, and I'm saying it's like that level of like, it's not like famous, like, oh, we love him. I'm talking, imagine the dude from Avatar foaming at the mouth and passing out. That's the reaction that Lionel Messi would invoke in South America and most parts of Europe. Like, I would freak out. Like, there isn't many people, like, I don't really get starstruck anymore. More, I would freak out <laughs> if I met Lionel Messi. Yeah. He is arguably the greatest of all time. And that's not an exaggeration. This dude changed the game and he is unbelievably good. It's so funny. I just, there's so few people who are so definitive in American sport. Mm. Because I think Americans also love arguing about who's the best in such a way that sure. it doesn't even matter. 
Like, mm-hmm. because, you know, especially with, like, LeBron James, uh, Michael Jordan conversation, like, who cares? They Would Totally you, different okay, times. I have a question. I have a question for you. Right. Do you think there is something to do with the fact that American sports are almost, like, rooted in more of a statistical kind of analytical approach? Like, even, like, the foundations of how the games are played mm. are kind of rooted in that stats. You know what I mean? So, like, with quarterbacks or with, like, you know, uh, basketball players, it's like, we can very much point to, like, how many three-pointers did they hit? How many, you know what I mean? Like, how many free throws did they miss? How many, do you know what I mean? It's like, you can, whereas I feel like with Messi and Ronaldo and kind of, like, greats of the past, because football... It is, you can obviously do the stats, you can look at it money ball wise and whatever, mm-hmm. but like ultimately it's this, I don't know, it's like it's very f- free flowing and it's slightly more objective. Yeah. I feel like that's what's led to it being less of a debate about like, oh, well, clearly we can see X and Y. It's just like people just admire the just watching this dude play it's like no one else plays like Messi. he yeah. it's like watching you know a, a, a bird in flight it's just like what like and i'm sure that there are players like that in american sports but i feel like maybe they don't get looked at in the same way maybe the way they should because there is this like very analytical approach would you agree interesting uh i think there are two separate things one it is if someone takes over a soccer game and I'm going to keep saying yeah. soccer because I think we will end up talking about football. So, sure. so I want to okay. just keep it, keep that definitive. In we're, okay, when we're fine. talking about soccer, if someone takes over the game, that person is definitively, definitively the best person. And even if you're the best person on the on the pitch, you are still, yeah. still probably not taking over the game. So yes, you're 100. It is so definitive if someone is single handedly winning. A game for a Games. team, especially because of yeah, how yeah, low yeah. scoring it is, and yes, the flow and the beautiful yep. game. The other thing, and to what you said about stats, especially, I mean, here's the thing about, about stats: is like baseball and football are like individual. Mm. Each person is doing something individually that's happening at the same time, so which then created sure. the statistical like analysis. In response, though, I think that some people are like, get these fucking nerds out of my sport. And then it becomes like people <laughs> sure. who are such in it's be like a bicameral system where it's like people who are just on gut and feeling as opposed to people who are just in their own brain. So, yes, mm. the answer is yes. Yeah. Okay. Like both that and the response and the backlash to that, which is very American, I mm. would think. Yeah, well, I was just kind of interested, especially being on this show, you know, talking about games and feelings, which is that, like, you know, I've had a few uh, Americans now go to, like, I've been to a couple football games, soccer games, with Americans who've come over, you know, and said, like, dude, everyone want to go see a game in the, like, Premier League or whatever, and we've gone and seen the and like, and they've commented how, like, the atmosphere is different. Yeah. Like, it, like and I wonder if it's, I just feel like football is a very, like, feeling based sport like you know what i mean like yes, there's a lot of th- sure. there's a lot of things which are like coaches and things even at the top top level of the game will say this isn't quantifiable like these few things that will lead to a like the best team in the world suddenly collapsing and getting beaten by a minnow isn't mm-hmm. quantifiable because we had all the possession we had all the shots we had all the do you know what i mean but it just didn't result in the win or whatever it is do i want to i want to put a pin in mm, that as an example yeah i mean didn't recently like brazil get absolutely shellacked in the in the world yeah Cup? they got beaten by no argentina got beaten by saudi arabia that's what i'm thinking the, about yes right at the beginning of the world cup and then argentina went on to win the damn competition right <laughs> and it's the thing also about like getting when you're talking about the world cup the best players 
from countries. <laughs> like we're not even yeah. talking about pro, like oh draft dis- distribution. The best no, players no, no, no. from countries then automatically yeah. get destroyed by a a smaller country that came out of nowhere. Yeah, and again, it's about like you know that team, the Argentina team, was growing into the tournament. They had a bit of a changing of the old guard. They brought in a lot of new players, and everyone was kind of like they have all the talent, but like they just look like a bit of a mess. And this peppy little Saudi Arabian team was like, we're gonna kill for each other yeah. you know what i mean and they just won and they won the game and then argentina was like okay i think this didn't work and this didn't work and then suddenly they were just like oh we're incredible now yeah <laughs> and so it's fine but that kind of thing is like unquantifiable there's no metric for it which i think is what leads it to be kind of a very feelings-based game mm-hmm. which i think is one of the reasons why i love it and think it's the best sport in the world but i agree you know. can i ask you the question i was going to ask before we ended up talking about all this about, about yeah, the, yeah, the team yeah. names. Uh, the funny, mm-hmm. the whole thing I was going to say about Messi is that now he's coming to a team called Inter Miami, which means mm-hmm. nothing. Can you explain yeah. the names Inter and United and all of these like really super well known soccer team mm-hmm. names? I have no idea what it's about. And it's so funny that like Amer- MLS teams, American soccer teams are like, oh, we're just going to grab that when that means absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, see that's actually kind of hilarious because I've also I said that about you. And then I realized we have Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, <laughs> bear in mind, I hate Tottenham Hotspur and I think that it's a dumb name. So, you know, it's fine. Like Hotspur um, was just like someone's last name, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Hilar- right? Hilarious. A- Lord Hotspur. I'm, I'm guessing, but I mean, that's like 80 percent what it is right yeah that's almost certainly what it is um so i know with like united is an old one which was just was like a you know like we're a team that is united like that's the basis (laughs) of it like there's nothing deeper than that but it's just been around for like hundreds of years like that we call teams united Um, we're just all we're all friends and we all went to work together at the mine and now we're all playing on the pitch together I am actually going to look up, uh, so basically there is a club called Inter Milan, and then there is also AC Milan. Now, they actually share a football team. That's I'm wild. pretty sure that, okay, so AC Milan stands for Asocion Calicho Milan, which I actually have no idea what that means. I'm assuming it means like Club Milan. It all just means, F- it's all just football club. Like everyone's just FC. Yeah, everything is effectively FC. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is horrible? So Inter Milan is one of the most historied and famous clubs. Now, if you type Inter into Google, Inter Milan comes up first. Instead of like Interpol I... or International. Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay, so uh, Inter actually is a shortened version of Internationale, which means it's like International Milan. So, so imagine MLS team in Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Unless yeah. You're Internationale about... <laughs> Miami. <laughs> It just doesn't sound the same. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about uh, we're talking about the large Cuban population in Miami, of course, and then also mm-hmm, Messi, who is now there. That's what makes it yeah. internationale. That's what that is. Um, but yeah, so there's like there's a lot of uh, historied reasons as to why we have these slightly strange names that everyone seems to share because they do share them a lot. And actually, I've got a just well very quickly, and then we can get onto questions and games that are giving us feelings and everything. I want to say. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney might be evil geniuses who will run the world in a few years' time yeah. because their most recent marketing, like their marketing campaigns, are absolutely unbelievable. So Ryan Reynolds, a couple of minutes ago, as of the time of recording this, tweeted, 
uh, a picture which said Wrexham United on it. And people, the storm that this brewed up because people thought that they were changing the name to Wrexham United. Oh my and God. And everyone lost their minds. Everyone was, da tweet, like, blah, blah. And then, 15 minutes after posting that original one, they posted a video of them being like, Hey, or like a fully produced video of being like, oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. I just want to clarify, we're not changing the name. We missed an ampersand. It should have said Wrexham and United because they're our new shirt sponsor. And I was like, you fucking geniuses. Like, this is scary how well you know your audience because the football Twitter was like, what the hell is this? They were ready to go and fly to America to try and find like Ryan Reynolds. And I'm convinced Ryan Reynolds was created in a lab to be like popular. Yeah, yeah. I don't think fully. I don't think there's anything going on behind the eyes. And this is from someone <laughs> I've seen the movie Waiting from like 15 years ago a bunch of times. He, I just don't yeah. think there's anything going on behind the eyes. I think it's that, or he unzips himself and he is actually a lizard person who is perfectly designed to make you buy things. Like yeah. he was created in a lab to make you want to buy things. He, he zips he it off and so marketable. It's ridiculous. He zips like, off his skin suit and it's like the frozen head of Walt Disney on a robot yeah. body. Yeah. And he, he's powered by Coca-Cola. You have to pour Coca-Cola <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, into him. The most American drink. Going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the last thing I want to say is Real Salt Lake City. All right. Ah! Let's keep moving. <laughs> That would be ridiculous. That exists. That's real, Jasper. No, That's no, real. it's not. Do you remember no, when we? No, Remember when I we talked about? Oh yes, Utah. I remember. Utah oh, sports I teams. Real. It's their MLS team is called Real Salt Lake. That's real. It is actually called Real Salt Lake. Yeah. That is incredible. Wow. I don't think I processed that properly, and I should have done it. I'm yeah. sorry for not doing so. And listen, wow. we also have, it's so funny. Yeah, football teams, sorry, soccer teams are also, they're all the same. They're Inter and Real and FC. And then we have the New York Red Bulls, fully sponsored by Red Bull. That's just how well, we do it. There's two, there's two clubs in Europe that are quite big, prestigious clubs. Yeah. There's RB Leipzig and uh, RB Salzburg. Yeah, wouldn't you uh, rather be... The the swarm, the heat, the um, cult. You don't want to be the cults. Uh, no, <laughs> that's fine. No, I can't be. Uh, like I'll be Arsenal. I would. I'd actually. I throw myself over a bridge or something. That'd be horrendous. I don't want to do that's that. That's true. I don't want. I mean, shout out to hockey, which we're just a bunch of dudes hanging out. We have the Montreal. We have the Toronto Maple Leafs. L e a f s, not leaves. Leafs. And of course, that's wild. They spelt it Leafs. And of course, the original, <laughs> the one of the almost like probably the first team. I know there were the, it was the original six, but I feel like these guys made it first. The Montreal Canadiens, the Canadians. Oh, the Canadians! Wild. That like I saw the spelling of that and was like, what? Have they misspelled? Yeah. What? What's going on? Like that's not how you spell Canadians. Yeah. What? You can tell which ones are like new teams and which ones are old teams. Jasper, which one do you think is new or old? The Montreal Canadiens or the Minnesota Wild? <laughs> which one do you think is a new team? Wild. The Minnesota Wild. The Minnesota just, Wild. Yeah. Just again, singular. Wild. I love those. Like, that's my favorite. I love singular team names. I think it's great. All right, Jasper. Let's quickly do some games that are giving us feelings, bruv, mm -hmm. because we have a lot of really good questions about 
sports. Thank you to everybody who's been submitting over yes, at gamesandfeelings.com slash questions. Remember, you can submit questions all the time. We were asking for specific uh, sports ones. We're going to do some games that are giving us feelings really quickly. Jasper, it's June, which means that the dog days of baseball are coming. But really, my favorite thing is coming, which is off-season basketball. Okay, okay. You know, I love watching basketball. It's my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. The playoffs is when everyone turns it up. Like, it's been really wonderful seeing, uh, like, players play to their highest ability, even though my beloved Boston Celtics got owned in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, but big, big Nikola Jokic is making everybody look look weird. He's just, he's 300 pounds. He's like a bear. He, he can pass like a point guard and he's like, imagine, he's like a 300 pound Serbian man. It's wonderful. He's, he's wow, delightful. Wow, that's just, that's fun, right? Yeah, Denver like... Nuggets, baby. Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver Nuggets, also a great team name. But the thing is, is that the drama, Jazz, all of the drama mm-hmm. happens in the off season because yep. these guys okay. are famous and they, they they love beefing and they have a phone and they have nothing better to do. And I'm not just I'm not just talking about like the young guys coming in, like uh, the 22 year olds or whatever. I mean, these mm-hmm. things keep happening. Like like future superstar Zion Williamson. It just came out recently that like he got like a porn star pregnant instead of his girlfriend. That was wild. You said instead of, of like it was an accident. I, like, it sounded <laughs> like it was an accident the way that they're spinning it. What? Um, the, and of course, we're all ex- incredibly excited for Wick- Victor Wembenyama to come in, who's like seven feet tall and also can play like a point guard, and he's French, so like no one really knows. Like he's only pl- he he's like not played in traditional American sports. He's just like played like internationally, and everyone's like, oh my god, this guy's gonna take over the league. Um, but all of the drama, the drama starts, especially with LeBron James, who is just his own drama field inside of his own self. Immediately, mm-hmm. Jasper, I got to tell you this, immediately yeah, after yeah. the Lakers lost to the Nuggets in the mm-hmm. Western Conference Finals, and uh, the Nuggets are probably, they haven't won yet, but I'm assuming they're going to win the mm-hmm. NBA championship. Immediately after, not so that the maybe to take away from the fact that the Nuggets are celebrating, LeBron's like, yeah, I might retire. I don't know. And then he just left. (laughs) So then everyone just kept talking about him instead of the fact that the Nuggets won the Western Conference Finals. Be that petty. Be that petty. He's also filming a documentary at the same time. I think, did you watch The Last Dance? Do you know about The Last Dance? Yeah, 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 of course. Dude, that was huge over here, yeah. Okay, I just, it was huge everywhere. But so the big Mm. documentary that came out in 2020 about uh, Michael Jordan and the Bulls that won all of those uh, NBA championships. I think it broke LeBron's brain. And now he's Mm. like filming his own documentary. And he has been for the last two years. And uh, so I think that's really getting to him. Here's the thing. The drama just keeps happening. I'm so excited about all of it. This all comes kind of comes back to 2018, which I think kicked off the drama and that everyone is so messy in the NBA. During the NBA Finals in 2018, Jasper, mm-hmm. the it was revealed in a, an extensive report by TheRinger.com that team president Brian Colangelo of the 76ers, the Philadelphia 76ers, Brian Colangelo, again, as team president, he was like... R- old white guy he's not the general manager he he didn't like run the team but he was like head of operations you know like very sure. much in the yeah, admin yeah, yeah. side it was uh-huh. revealed he had burner twitter accounts talking about how great he was and how bad some some of the mistakes no. happened no yeah 
Yeah, That's it was incredible. Huge. And I think it's like that was like the singularity event ever since then, or at least for as long as I can remember, the NBA has become like the most drama-filled league, especially over the offseason. And it's so funny how mm. this overlaps with the NBA finals is like here in June, the NBA finals, like, because the majority of the playoffs of the NBA happen in May and then a little bit spills over to June at the end. Um, and that, then everyone goes crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So ever since then, I, I, off-season NBA. I love it. I love off-season it. Off-season NBA. That's, uh, I, to be honest, that sounds like the kind of drama I can get behind, so I'm also going to have to check this I'll out. Keep, I'll keep following um, up with you. I'll keep telling you the good stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep filling me in with stuff, because I think that's, uh, yeah, that sounds very fun. Um, I actually was going to do something uh, slightly different. Please. But uh, I actually am going to now take the time to tell you about some drama that's been happening in the football world, which was some Game of Thrones level shit. Yes. That happened. So basically, uh, and I think what happened is it was a, a bit of a, a backfire, if you will. And so the feeling it's giving me is joy. Okay. Um, because what happened was going into the last game of the season, Bayern Munich were going for their 11th straight uh, Bundesliga title. But it's, it's Bundesliga, uh, just to, to clarify for the people who are is listening. It's the German league. And it's also very good. It's very, very like, good. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. Premier League like, is like one... But there's still like the I know the Italian league's pretty good too. Yeah, I'd say the current kind of like ordering I would say is probably like uh, the English Premier League. Then I would say the Italian league is probably this year has probably mm-hmm. come up because mm-hmm. actually like super competitive right now and their teams are doing really well in the Champions League. Then I'd say it's the German league. Uh, then probably oh wait actually what we're talking about it'd be the Spanish league then sure uh, then it would probably go uh, down into the order that I just said so Italian German but still really but, that but, means it's like, yeah good. it's still up there it's still very much up okay there. but anyway it was gonna be super it was is very exciting because. Borussia Dortmund, who are like the only other kind of like super big team who has any chance of really winning the Bundesliga title, all they had to do on the last day was win their game, <laughs> and they were going to be champions. Okay. Because uh, Borussia Dortmund, for anyone who doesn't know, this incredibly well-run team who basically have a track record of like selling their best players for obscene profits. Oh They've made like over a billion pounds worth of profit or something over the last like ten years in selling. Players. We okay, we haven't talked about this before. You can just sell yeah. players in. Football. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, we don't draft. We don't mess around with this drafting nonsense. It's just like, hey, I have a contract with this player. You can buy that contract effectively and have him on your team if you give me like uh, 50 million pounds or something. I, mean, I think so, you have to do it because of the fact that you're crossing league lines so often. Like, oh, yeah. Going constantly. from the Spanish yeah. league, like, Italian league to Premier League to MLS to like, you can just go. I mean, you exactly. have to do it that way. Yeah. Uh, unless someone's at the end of their contract in which they can go for free that's what happened with Messi going to Inter Miami because oh. uh, there's probably no amount of money that PSG would have accepted for Lionel Messi but he just ran his contract down and didn't sign a new one got it so uh, Dortmund are this like really amazing team who kind of get in like a crop of good players and they play together for a couple of years and they all get picked apart which is what's going to happen this summer and they got themselves all the way to the final day and now I think that Bayern who are this like mega super club in the German league they win it every single year no one else comes close sometimes someone else wins one of the cups but generally Bayern always win like I said this would be their 11th straight win mm-hmm. anyway skip forward but a Dortmund shoot themselves in the foot by playing terribly in the first half they lose the game 2-1 Bayern get a light like a last minute penalty to uh, win their game. They become champions of the Bundesliga and 10 minutes 
after the final whistle is blown, it is revealed there has been a boardroom coup and the two highest ranking people at Bayern Munich have been sacked and were banned from being at the stadium to celebrate with the players. <laughs> I was like, what? Like it was, it was like just the juiciest, craziest Game of Thrones shit ever. Now, I genuinely believe they set it up to do this because they oh, thought sure. they were cooked. Mainz, uh, Dortmund were playing Mainz and Mainz have been terrible. They've lost their last four games in a row. There's no universe in which Bayern thought that Dortmund were going to lose that game. They thought, okay, we're gonna, not going to win this, <laughs> this Bundesliga title, so we're going to have this whole story break five minutes or whatever after the final whistle. And then they won it. <laughs> and whilst <laughs> their players are on the pitch showering each other with beer, it turns out that there is a literal boardroom coup happening and it was incredible absolutely incredible one of the oh uh, Oliver Kahn who's this incredibly uh, famous German footballer uh, retired who was the executive chief executive who was one of the people that got fired starts tweeting a tirade of like they won't let me in they won't let me celebrate <laughs> and it was just like whoa what the fuck is going on this is crazy like this is absolutely crazy uh so just all the drama over in germany it made me instantly happy again after being so sad that dortmund had lost mm. uh immediately i was like well this serves you right <laughs> this serves you right by munich you stole your own thunder that's only so by munich could steal their own thunder it was incredible you know this is also i i think there is a question about this so i want to hold this a little bit but like the business mm. there's something about the business stuff that happens in sports that activates mm -hmm. the same like i think the same true crime part of other people's brains <laughs> sure just like the drama real drama happening to real people that it's not metaphorical <laughs> like sports is it's it's like mm -hmm. actual it's literal and yep. literal drama and i god i love i love this yeah. shit it's it's humans I, I corporations and business are just humans bumping up into each other in mm -hmm. the most kind of like straightforward way thing that humans do and i love it too i love this so much and i think there's something about like the pressure cooker of sports yes. as well like the fact that it's such like this impassioned it's just, like all the things that you shouldn't have in your like you know multi-billion dollar business you shouldn't have a bunch of emotional dudes making decisions yeah. because they're sad about something like that should not be how it works but that's exactly how this is run like it's a lot of people's like who just lost and go well fuck it, you're fired you're fired and like i'm gonna buy Lionel messi you know what i mean yeah. it's just like whoa what are you doing this makes no sense yeah i mean i think it's the thing that made everyone love succession so much is like mm. oh no this is it's a, business is not cold and calculated it's all about yeah. feelings and we love yeah, yeah, yeah. watching that and i guess what it is with sports is that we get to see that played out in public whereas like we don't get to see this these meltdowns no. at the top of disney we know they happen right but like we don't get to see them whereas with sports we literally get to watch them like on the touchline <laughs> you know what i mean you'll see someone just losing their mind you'll be like oh he's getting himself fired right if you ever this is a big recommendation if you ever want to see just one of the most incredible interviews I've ever seen in my life. Watch Antonio Conte uh, talk about Tottenham Hotspur. It was a couple of weeks ago. This was just, he was basically had been trying to get himself fired from this job for a couple of weeks <laughs> because he 
he has a bit of a track record of like he gets so far with the team and basically he'll start to like the you know results will start to go badly and there'll be all these reports coming out about how he's not getting along with the board and then he gets fired and he gets a huge payout so obviously he didn't want to leave because he wouldn't get his money he wouldn't get like his like severance package or whatever so he was trying to get himself fired and he does this incredible rant and he goes <laughs> he's like basically talking about how like Tottenham never win anything the reason they never win anything is but he's like oh well the this board, they've been in charge and they've never won it since they've been in charge, they've never won anything. And these players, the players are always the same, but he's losing his mind in this like high pitched Italian accent where he's like, The players, the players, why is nobody blaming the players? And it's just <laughs> incredible to watch this man lose his mind live on TV and just feel the whole world being like, the whole world, just all the whole footballing world just pulled up a seat really quietly <laughs> and just handed popcorn to each other. And just like it was just like, what the fuck is happening? This is amazing. He's losing his mind. I love that. I, I'm gonna include I found an article from ESPN describing the whole thing for Americans. So I will I will yep, include perfect. that link in the episode description. Please do. It's a great watch. Uh there's <laughs> man, I feel like we could make the whole episode about this. So I'm gonna say this so quickly before we end up going to the mm -hmm. questions. There's something yep. about football, soccer, that mm -hmm. is tied to because you know Americans love thinking that they have like city identity and the teams are tied to that. But it is kind of funny that like there are some cities that have like three sport pro sports teams and they're like a football town or a baseball town or a hockey town. Yeah, yeah. But like true. in European countries and in city cities, small cities, towns, honestly. They have their mm -hmm. own soccer club, and yep. that's all they have. So it's so yeah. tied to your hometown identity. On top of that, yep. we have the World Cup, which is literally tied to how you mm -hmm. feel about yourself as a countryman. So yep. I think that that's – and that makes everything extra funny, especially when you're talking yep. about business stuff. Because it's one thing when, like, I don't know, in the NBA or the NFL where it is, like, athletes are themselves – they're like a per they're mm, mm, like, mm. you know, LeBron, he can say that he went to Cleveland because he's from there and he wanted to bring them a title, but like he also right, went to yeah, Miami. Yeah, yeah. He's in the with in, in Los Angeles, blah, 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 blah. But it's like yeah. it's really funny that a guy comes in, an Italian man comes in and yells about Tot <laughs> yells about Tottenham. And it's like, yep. and then everyone in that city is like, fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. That's my every, house. Every single person. Like it's amazing. Uh go and watch the the Napoli celebration they won their first title in like 30 or something years uh Napoli exploded <laughs> uh I, like there was reports of like people not showing up for work for like a w two weeks like after they won like it, it was the first thing it, I googled like, I googled Napoli celebration and the first thing was fireworks <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's like it was honestly like Napoli just went wild because their whole there's so much of their identity is tied up within their sports team and they just won the Italian uh, league for the first time in a while so good example incredible and then imagine we just had like two hour conversation with multiple PhDs and doctorates about why everyone is black on the national on the French national team. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that that's a full conversation 
that I I don't think I have the wherewithal to we have. Get, right we had now. professors come in. We had doctorate candidates yeah. come in. We had that conversation. It was okay. Great. Sorry, I'm going to stop throwing out things for people to watch. <laughs> but like, this is the last one. I promise. Please find the video of the French national team parading the World Cup around the Olympic Stadium in Paris. It is the hypest shit you will oh ever God, watch yeah. in your life. Basically, this French rapper uh, made a song about like the first team players of the French national team and they all sing it as they're going round the stadium and the whole stadium is singing along and it's just like it, like it's mind-blowingly hype like yeah. you're sat there just like oh like doing kind of stank face the whole time just like oh my god this is so good oh, it's just it's amazing like please watch it it's so i will just occasionally watch it from time to time and be like this is awesome that's sick that's absolutely sick okay. also then laughing about the fact that imagine if we tried to do that in england like stormzy doing a rap whilst like the like we would get lampooned we would lampoon our own players we'd be like what are you doing it would be funny like, like, who no. do you think you are? <laughs> but it's only because the entire French national team is black that they got away with it. <laughs> yeah, they, totally. And I'm, literally, I'm, they all are. I'm sure France uh, did that. You know, it was homegrown and has nothing to do with their colonial history. I, I think no, 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 no. They just they <laughs> welcomed a lot of people from Africa. That's all it is. Yeah, no, That's they were just like, is. come on in. It's fine. God. For no reason. For no reason. Famously, famously, uh, every country just goes, ah, come on in. It's fine. <laughs> come, come on in. The uh, nationalism's fine. It's warm. Come it's, on in. <laughs> it's warm. Here, have a have some jam on bread. <laughs> No, we have baguettes here. How do you make bread? Stupid. Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, and don't Giro, I don't even know what that is. It's a baguette. It's right here. <laughs> hey, it's Eric, and I got you Sunny D. There's a standard in the big orange bottles, and I also got some hard Sunny D in cans. 2023 is wild. Everything is a hard seltzer. This podcast is even a hard seltzer. Please support this wonderful independent content and the other wonderful things that we make here at Games and Feelings and join the Patreon, patreon.com slash games and feelings. I hope you're liking the ad-free episodes. And if you're like, what? Ad-free episodes? Go check it out. Patreon.com slash games and feelings. Also, shout out to producer level patrons, Polly Burge, Kelsey Duffy, and Peyton, who send you fun TikToks made by employees at game stores. There's a lot of them. They're fun. Patreon.com slash games and feelings. It is a beautiful, wonderful day to try another show from the Multitude Podcast Collective. You're probably going to like Join the Party, an actual play podcast with tangible worlds, genre-pushing storytelling, and collaborators who make each other laugh every week. Me, DM Eric, and the emphatic players Amanda, Brandon, and Julia bring everyone into the table from longtime tabletop RPG players to folks who've never touched a role-playing game before. Hop into our current campaign, a pirate story set in a world of plant and bug people, or marathon our completed stories with a campaign, a monster of the week game set in a weird and wild summer camp, campaign two for a modern superhero game, and campaign one for high fantasy story. I know I talk about it a lot, but I, uh, I really feel like I'm DMing at the top of my game right now. It's a lot of fun. Join the party is really really great so pull up a chair and join the party get it search for join the party in your podcast app or go to join the party pod.com
We are sponsored this week by the Volari Gamer Pillow. That's right, gamers. This is a pillow designed to support your hands, forearms, and elbows, thus reducing the strain from your shoulders and neck while you play and you do the gamer hunch. It promotes better posture, prevents the discomfort commonly associated with extended gaming sessions like sore neck, shoulders, and back pain. And truly, as someone 32... I can tell you, I 100% get back pain for playing games too long. This is honestly a wonderful solution. Well, perfect for gaming, the Volari pillow can be used for various activities, working from home, working on a laptop, working on a tablet, reading, watching movies, or just relaxing and maxing real cool. It's handcrafted with high-quality materials, premium suede-like covers, and carefully selected filling. The Volari pillow is a plush and durable surface that enhances your gaming comfort. Honestly, I have one. It's really great, and it seems really, really big, but then you can twist it together and clip it down so you can make it kind of small. And it looks really, really cute on your couch. If this sounds interesting to you, if you think this is going to solve your older gamer worries, then I have the discount for you. Use code GF10 at checkout for 10% off your order at Valari.gg. That's V-A-L-A-R-I dot G-G, like good game. And use code GF10 for 10% off your order. And now, back to the show. All right, Jasper. We have some questions here all about sports. Yes. Um, I think that we can, we're going to hop into these questions. The first one is kind of about an athletic hobby, and then we'll kind of get into the stuff that we touched on in the beginning of the episode and some more specific pro sports questions. This one is from Ice Climber. Ice Climber. Pronoun she, her. My husband and I have gotten really into bouldering over the last six months. For those of you who don't know, bouldering is like rock climbing, but it's really short, and so you don't need like... An apparatus. Yeah, you just got like a mat below you and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to get our friends on board with the hobby, but we found that even if they buy the shoes and come semi-regularly to the gym, they aren't as intoxicated by the sport as we are. This results in minimal progress for them and eventually they quit. I feel like our friends are becoming discouraged because they're climbing at a lower level than my husband and I. We aren't mean to them about it because games are supposed to be fun. Good job. Uh, And we try to be encouraging and give advice and try to share stories about how we felt and when we first started. However, I know that sometimes I feel discouraged when I see more advanced climbers and I sometimes get upset when I get unsolicited advice. So I imagine our friends kind of feel the same way. My question is, how do you help friends who are interested in your skill-based hobby catch up to your level without being annoying or giving too much advice? Ooh, interesting. My instinct is telling me, like, you need to find a way to have them discover the hobby on their own. Mm -hmm. Because that's how you discovered it, right? Like, the chances are that, like, you discovered it because it's like, like, maybe a friend took you along once and then you're like, oh, I'm going to go back. Because I feel like you have to kind of do it of your own volition. If you're always the one bugging them about going... Like, I feel like that would just, I'd just probably be like, yeah, this is kind of just a bit of a drag and I don't really enjoy it as much. And do you know what I mean? But it is tricky. I I didn't know you had to buy shoes. I guess that makes sense to me. But like, Mm. because that's that's such a bummer. And I bet they're like $70, you know? Yeah, they're they're definitely way too expensive for shoes that you're only going to wear doing this very specific task. Bouldering is also very fun. I think it's cool. A lot of people like climbing up stuff without any apparatus attached to them. But it's like, you got to go to a climbing gym. And again, I live in not a car city. So it's like, I got to walk to that. And it's like 30 minutes away and in a weird spot. So I guess if I drove there, maybe it'll be different. But like, you got to go to a very specific place to do this specific thing. The thing I, which I think is interesting about this question, 
question is that this is a sport or an athletic activity that's not a team sport. It's a lot yes. of people doing individual stuff side by side, which I think makes it a little more frustrating. And like, I appreciate that you identified that you're being annoying because I think you might be putting it on a little too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my. That was what I was thinking. I was like, it may be come. It's coming across a little bit like, hey, friends, come do this thing with me. Come do this. Thing. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, okay, that, that's completely yes, of course. You know, I want to do this stuff with you, and you know, I'm generally like, a, oh, I'll do anything like once or twice. Right. But like, I, I actually had a very similar experience where I tried bouldering. Some friends took me. I cut my hands a bunch and was just like, mm. I did not enjoy this. Like, it was. It, I can see the appeal. I can see why people would enjoy this, but this is not for me. Um, and very much got like a what? You don't like that? Right? Like what? And like I feel like I have to be very conscious of this when I talk about D and D or whatever. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, D and D, it's like the best, right? You played it once and now you're hooked. And they're like, nah. And I'm like, but that's not possible. You know what I mean? So like, you do have to catch yourself. You know what I mean when you're talking about these things because obviously you're incredibly passionate. You want other people to feel the same way that you do, which is a very like earnest thing to want. But it's just not always going to happen. Like sometimes people are going to be like. Nah, I'm good. Like, it's just not my jam. And that's also, that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, with, a, with a thing like an athletic activity, it's hard to be like, yeah, there's a line to how encouraging you can be. Because eventually they need to pick mm. up the, the baton. There's nothing wrong also with you being the bouldering person. Yeah. Also, because it's an athletic activity, you know, this is your way of moving your body. You don't necessarily need friends to get into it, too. I think that, like, yeah, maybe no. if you want your friends to do something with you, think about something that's a little bit more inclusive, like watching sports together or playing yeah. a team game. A team game, Of yeah. some sort, because mm. it's just easier to get people on board who is a beginner. And I think that, like, these mm. doing stuff next to each other things at different levels is, it For just sure. might not be the thing that you can do. Yeah. Yeah, I can say I, I just want to say bouldering's cool, and I can see why you want people to be into it. It seems like a thing. If you if you connect to it, it's like there's a place where you can climb, and you feel so strong, and you feel like you're in the air, and your legs are dangling. And I've never <laughs> felt more like a powerful person, like a human uh -huh. using all of my muscles. I get it. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, yeah it's like I'm with sure, you. I hear sure. why you want to bring your friend on. However. Mm -hmm. This might not be However, the most accessible thing. Yeah, I agree. I think it's was that stern but fair, yeah. Jasper. Was that tough but fair? I think that's. I think that's. No, I think that's good. I think that's correct. I think that's the right tone to take this. I think it's okay if your friends don't get into it. It's definitely okay if your friends aren't having as much fun as you are because, like, it's unlikely that they're gonna. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just unlikely that your friends are going to suddenly give it like, I am so all the way in just as much as you are. Let's do this twice a week. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's probably just not going to happen, and that's okay. Mm, I respect that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ice Climber, you got it. At least you have your husband to do it with you, honestly. Yeah, I think yeah you got your husband. Just make it a couple's thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's good. I like. Good. I totally see what you're getting for with that. Like, you want to include your friends in a thing. I don't think this thing's the thing. Yeah. The thing you asked a question about skill based hobbies where it's individualized. That's tough. It's yeah. Tough. Yeah. No. All start one together where you're all the same level. Yes, exactly. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so you're all the same level. You get to figure it out all at the same time. And, you know, you might progress faster because it sounds like, you know, you're probably, you and your husband are pretty athletic people. So, like, you might well pick it up faster, but I feel like you'll be starting at the same place, which might lead to less of that, like, 
oh, I feel like we're kind of better than them or I can I feel like they're getting frustrated about their lack of progress, etc. Because it's like at least we've started from the same place and you know, they their level of buy-in will be there from the beginning rather than you sort of trying to force that level of buy-in. I agree. I agree. Go go try like Ski ball leagues or, or bowling, where at least it, it's there is ostensibly a team act, a team grouping, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Five aside soccer. Do it. Uh, all right, Jasper, I'm going to hit you with a question that is very close, near and dear to your heart. And I think that this is <gasps> something that Americans feel about your favorite sport of football, of of F- <laughs> of Real Salt FC. Lake. In, inter FC. Yeah. Okay. In, inter, inter Miami. Internacional Miami. <laughs> Internacional yeah. This is from Brian from Queens. I don't want to change the name because I think it's really important to the question. Uh, within the last few years, I've really got into football uh, and it's given me mm-hmm. feelings like no other sport. First of all, I love I can watch a Premier League from start to finish. It takes like two hours and sometimes it's only 930 in the morning. Since I'm American, I don't have any allegiance to a Premier League team and I spent some time trying to figure it out. I did not want to back perennial winners and look like a front runner, nor did I want the fear of relegation. Uh, especially as a lifelong New-, New York Mets fan, I thrive in the depths of utter and complete failure with a glimmer of hope just <laughs> out of reach. I wanted a team that could be good, but also blow it in the worst way possible. Maybe I wanted a team with an interesting name, a weird logo. So I went with Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> Despite only caring so about football for two years. I was dismayed to hear Jasper supported Arsenal. So my question is, can Jasper explain his love for Arsenal and convince me that I shouldn't hold that against him? Also, American soccer needs a relegation system and makes everything so much better and so much worse. I, I would like to, okay, before huge, we get into this person's question, yeah, 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 how yeah, do yeah, you yeah, yeah. feel about Americans randomly adopting soccer teams? I think it is, uh, it is fine. The only thing that I wish that Americans would do is realize that like a lot of these clubs are steeped in right. kind of very like like a lot of tradition and like history and so like there are certain clubs which might align with you more than you would think as in I feel like and this is not like a dig like because there's not this like swapping of players like with the draft like the draft system I feel like sets up a very different precedent mm-hmm. whereby like players are kind of more iconic to clubs and there's more of a kind of symbiotic relationship there and I think that yeah certain clubs will have certain like history traditions and and things like that and so yeah that you might find a club that really fits you right so I would say just do a little bit of light research uh, of like you know just go on the wikis and just see when they were established and see why they're established and who they're established and what kind of things they've you know uh, like done or whatever like they, they can feel very different and unique and so I don't necessarily mind people just adopting one because I'm aware that like look you don't live here so it'd be weird for you to pick one based on where you live because that's not possible like yeah. you, you know you don't live near otherwise everyone I guess would pick like i don't know liverpool because it's maybe technically the closest on that side or some southern team did dorset and in reverse i'd like to say that somehow you are a new jersey devils fan exactly i picked the closest team to me which is why i picked the jersey devils. <laughs> no um, but like most people you went over to a dude's house and you adopted yep. the team that he likes yeah yeah exactly that's also perfectly valid it's scrap research if you know someone who's also into that team i will not hold it against you to like bunk in with them because i'm like look Getting into a sport is kind of not much fun if you do it on your yeah. own. Like you want to get into a sport with someone so that you can share those moments. Like that's the joy of it, right? You can commiserate together, you can laugh together, you can celebrate together, etc. So yeah, that is also fine. 
so yeah, speaking of, uh, so part of the reason why uh, I support Arsenal, my uh, granddad was an Arsenal fan and kind of brought me up talking uh, a lot about Arsenal. One of the reasons why I am very passionate is that Arsenal is uh, a very, and has always been a very kind of like accepting multicultural club. Uh, it's always done a lot for, I'm pretty sure it was the first club to field an all black team. And it has a lot of like black legends that are in like throughout their history. Oh, I didn't know that, that's um, hype. Players like Rocky, like Rocky Rocastle, who did like a lot for advancing not just players and footballers, but like black people and the perception of black people in England. Uh, Ian Wright, who's again very much the same, has done a lot of work. He now does a lot of work with the women's team. Mm. Arsenal also famously invested the most out of any Premier League club in the women's teams. Oh, and I didn't has, know that. And had a very dominant women's team for a very, very long time. Still, they're still very, very good and sort of puts a lot of money into that. And they're now doing a lot where they're like having the women's team play in the like the main stadium. Uh, so I think the women's team, our women's team plays more games in our home stadium than any other team. And so there's always been a bit of this kind of like, you know, we've always kind of considered, Arsenal's always considered itself to be like a very classy club that tries to do things like the right way in quotation marks. And usually that's like a lot of community outreach. That's a lot of including the local areas, a lot of improving the local area. They did this really amazing string of adverts, which they actually got a what, a guy who has a podcast, an Arsenal podcast to do all the voiceovers for, uh, called Clive, who's a bit, he's a bit like kind of famous in the community. And they basically had players going into local businesses around the stadium and like doing a little advert for the like this you know so like a fish and chip shop just outside the stadium they did like a full glossy advert with like two of the players like walking in and doing this really funny kind of like to and fro with the owner and all this kind of stuff and it was just really really cool and re like it felt amazing to see you know the club go out and do that they always support you know they have a they give a lot of money to uh, gay gooners which is like a charitable foundation which is all about uh gay arsenal fans who kind of found a community and a lot of stuff like that and so I got into it mostly because of my granddad, but there's, I genuinely feel a huge amount of pride supporting Arsenal because I think they do a lot of stuff, as do so many clubs. I'm not saying this is an exclusively an Arsenal thing, but these are just the things that I know about and I really, you know, enjoy. And as a person of colour myself, like, I grew up, my first black role models were all Arsenal players. Uh, you know, Patrick Vieira, Thierry Henry, you know, all these players, uh, you know, Colo Torre, Sol Campbell, like there were so many of them in the team when I was growing up and like seeing a black player at the absolute pinnacle getting paid, you know, being this star and be, you know, whatever was really impactful for me. And so that made a big, big, big difference as to like keeping my allegiance. Because I remember when I went to school, like a lot of my friends supported like Chelsea or Man United because... Man United fans are like rats. He never more than three meters away from one of them. They're everywhere. Um, I, I was vaguely a Manchester United fan because a guy I knew from like elementary school and middle school moved from the UK to where I grew up. And he was like, I like this. And I'm like, great. Okay, I guess I do too. Eric, I we can't be friends. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. When I was like 10. I know. I just want to <laughs> clarify. I just want to clarify. I don't like Spurs. Spurs, though, are like an annoying little brother. They're not. I don't. We don't really take them seriously. Man United is the worst. No, I, I know. United, like I want nothing but ill. Their ownership group is in other sports. I know they're not good. They're, they're, they're bad. bad. They're bad. They're dudes. bad people. They're bad. No. They even look. Have you seen the Glazer? Like Joel Glazer? I've never seen a more villainous looking dude in my life. I think like, I went he, to camp with one of his nephews or something. Wild. Yeah. Wild. So it's like they're everywhere. They're not good people. No. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So I love Arsenal. It has a long story 
through history. Uh, it's never been relegated from the Premier League. Uh, we've always been up there doing it. We're the only team to have ever gone invincible, which is a whole season completely unbeaten. Yeah, just it's just a great club. And look, listen. Listen, Brian from Queens, it's not too late. We will accept you into our breast, our bosom, with warmth. And I will uh, I will send you a full PDF of pros and cons <laughs> to why you should support Arsenal and you shouldn't support Spurs. I'm ready to do that. Just tell me, like, at me on Twitter and I will do this for you. I will deliver you. I'm working on Jake Hurwitz. I still, it pains me to this day that Jake supports the toilet bowl of a club but you know these this is just the situation that we're in and uh you know i'm working on it i'm working on it i do think i he he doesn't actually harbor any hatred for arsenal and that is also a slight problem like he needs to pick a lane and so this is why the other thing i will say brian from queens is like you need to pick a lane if you're gonna support tottenham you have to you have to hate arsenal if you don't that's a problem like you have to hate us. And I remember all those things I just told you about black players supporting the community. <laughs> <laughs> you you have to hate that. Okay. If you like so the I'm, Spurs, just, I'm just saying you also don't like that the women get to play in the same <laughs> stadium. They hate it. They hate it. And I will just say this. If you look at an aerial view of the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, it does look like a toilet seat. <laughs> and their logo is a chicken standing on a volleyball. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm going to say, okay? That's that's it. I'm done. I'm out. No, it's beautiful. That's what I was hoping for. That's good. All right, Jasper, let's do some quick ones, yeah? All yeah, right, this yeah, one's okay. from this one is from Soup Dumpling. Uh, Soup Dumpling is also listening to join the party. So Soup Dumpling, this is a Soup Yay. Dumplings you can now get at the stadium because there's much better food in the stadium now. Uh, nice. What's the best sport to watch live? I try to plan some outings with my friends, but I just want my opinion. I love almost all sports, but they're unsure about combat juggling. That shit's cool. You should watch that. That, that shit's wild. Combat juggling? But my, okay. my friends will mostly go for the in-person experience. Jasper, what's your favorite sport to watch live? Okay, I'm going to say it depends on what kind of experience you're after. I hate cricket, but it's fantastic to watch live. Right, but live that's just like, that's similar to, to baseball in the summer. Yeah. It's just vibes. Yeah. It's just vibes. It's just vibes. Yeah. It's just vibes. So if you want vibes, go watch cricket or something. It's great. Same with baseball. I would say baseball when it's warm, just go for the vibes. And then when everyone starts cheering, you look and something cool is probably happening. But I'll, like the 95% of the rest of the time, it's boring. Just carry on talking to your friends and drinking. It's awesome. Um, and like I said, the atmosphere of a football game especially over in Europe, like yeah. is just unparalleled. Like get yourself to, like the new camp or like the Bernabeu or uh, somewhere like that. Uh, or the, like the Allianz Arena where Bayern play. I mean, wow, the noise and everything is just absolutely incredible. Otherwise... Did you see hockey in person? No, I didn't okay. see ice hockey in person. No, no, no. Unfortunately, the Knights got knocked out the week before I got to That's LA, right. That's so there right. was no available... Yeah. Was Yeah, the other Knights, yeah. In um, person, I would say baseball for the vibes... And then, like, one step below, go in person to hockey and to basketball games, but they're certainly not as fun. Like, hockey is really well laid out, but it's weird you're in a cold stadium. Ooh. I like the cold, and I love popping on a sweatshirt, but it is really odd going into a place and, like, oh, I'm inside, and it's, like, 50 degrees. It's, it's cold. Yeah. And, <laughs> and basketball is a little, like, claustrophobic sometimes because you got to, like, sit in your seat and then leave your seat. Mm -hmm. But you could also go see the WNBA. It, there are tons of tickets available. Yeah. Uh, the, the play is really, really good yeah, because of sexism. That's why uh, it's not as popular. So if you have a WNBA yeah. team yeah, near you, go do that. But a lot of places have minor league baseball 
games, uh, no matter where you live in the America in the Americas. So go check that out. I'll definitely shout out the WSL as well, the Women's uh, Super League, because it's absolutely amazing and brilliant atmosphere, and the standard is just unbelievable. And they play a very different game. They actually kick the shit out of each other, and it's absolutely they fantastic. They really do. They really do. <laughs> like, like in, in the men's game, they like roll around the floor, clutching their knees. In the women's game, they'll like, take each other's jaws off. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus. That's, really, that's true in like a lot of... like. I think what people associate with like women's college sports, like um, mm. field hockey and lacrosse, women the women's are way more Brutal. intense than the men's. I mean, men don't play mm. field hockey, but definitely in in the different types of lacrosse. Uh, here's another quick one. This is for from Go for the Gold. How do I, as a 26 year old person, play social sports without getting too competitive? Especially sports I played competitively <laughs> as a child and teenager. Social sports seems like a good way to make friends, but no one wants to be friends with the person who takes it way too seriously or gets aggressive. Funny. That's a really good one because that is super true. I think you got to keep the rules as loose as possible. Yeah. Because if you start having any kind of like if like if you're playing American football, you have a football, you have a touchdown zone, that's it. Right. Don't do anything else. If you're playing soccer, have some jumpers on the ground and kick a ball in between them. That's it. Nothing else. As soon as you add any other layer of complexity, whether it be, you know, yellow cards or referee or first downs or any anything like that, you're immediately going to get into. That's where I think the the, the like, wait, 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 what do you mean? That's a yellow or what did you like? Mm -hmm. Like, that's where I feel like you're going to get into the the super competitive nature of you is going to come out and be like, whereas if it's super loose, you just have to treat it like that. It's just super loose. Like, I don't have to worry about the rules. The rules are all a little janky. It's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The weird thing is, like, the, I, in America, the most competitive social sport, or not competitive, I think the most pervasive one is, like, always baseball. And that makes absolutely no sense for con- considering how mm. many, like, how much equipment you need and how, like, yeah. every game, there's no way to have a loose baseball game. It's all kind of, right. like regimented because it has so many rules so it's just mm-hmm, odd mm-hmm. i get it the th- yeah i agree with jasper it needs to be casual and there's usually like yeah if there's leagues that are put together but like adultleagues.com they try to make it more <laughs> official but don't just just don't i think you just need to take the temperature and if you know it's yeah. not competitive, you can't turn on the Jets unless you want to style on someone and make everyone think you're cool. The only other option here is look around. Who is the most competitive person there? Dial it in just under them. Mm-hmm. If you dial it in just under them, no one will take... We only ever have the capacity to focus on one guy who's being a douche and taking it way too seriously. So just find the one guy that's like... Find Eric, who's just way, who's just going a little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then dial it in right underneath him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like shout just a little bit quieter than he does. So you get to vent it out a little bit, but you don't just never go over that guy. If you if that guy kind of like comes up to you like, what do you mean? Like you get to look like the big man, just back down, let that guy have it, knowing yeah. that he's also taken all the heat off of you when you punch the ground out of frustration. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to say that go for a gold pronouns are she, they, which is only to say that... You uh, have a lot more room. The guy, there will be a man in your co-ed league who is too <laughs> yeah, yeah, intense. Yeah. So I think you're going to be all right. Yeah, just dive it in right underneath. 
Brian yeah. and Nate, you got this. Um, my friend Nara is also in a like women's plus softball league with like anyone who's not mm-hmm. like a cis man is kind of just like in this general league. And it seems like it's all vibes and it's cool. So again, I think Ooh. that like you'll be able to really easily find the temperature. And like Nara played high school softball for a very long time. So I think that like mm. I, I think that you might be worried, but I think you can do it. I believe in you. Yeah. And finally, I just want to touch on something we said before, because this one is from Dylan. And the nickname I'm giving to Dylan is money, 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 question mark. Money, 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 question mark. Money, okay. money, 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 question mark. Money. <laughs> is front office strategy part of the game in pro sports? I love sports, but I get no joy from analyzing trades, draft picks, contracts, financial fair play rules options, arbitration, team ownership, whatever a Rule 5 draft is, etc. Should I care as part of supporting my team? Is it part of the game? Uh, no, the nerds got their hands on it, and you can like sports however you like. Uh, I'm just going to do another plug for football here. Come out of football because you get to enjoy what's called the transfer window. Now, the transfer window is the Wild West. Sure. It is absolutely crazy. There's no real math involved other than just dumb made up maths like one team will just say this person is worth a hundred million pounds and then that guy's just worth a hundred million pounds now there's no rhyme or reason to it we have this thing that tracks like the this like sport observatory thing that apparently tracks player worth but it means nothing that's never what a player goes for so it's absolutely fascinating so check out football if you don't enjoy if you find it hard to get into like because i also do not understand the draft system at all. It makes zero sense to me. It's so complicated. Whereas in football, it's just like, hey, I'm gonna give you a huge chunk of money and then we get that player. And the drama surrounding it is very, very, very fun. Like players on transfer deadline day, because it's literally like a timer that ticks down to 11 p.m. That's awesome. And players will be driving to the training ground of the team they're hoping to join, and they'll get wait for a call from their agent to say they can go in and do their medical. That's awesome. And like sometimes, a lot of time, it won't happen. And so you'll just see a player just like driving away from a ground and having whilst they've been plastered on the front page of Sky Sports News, there was a guy, there was a famous one of this guy called Peter Odomwingi who drove down to the training ground of this team he was hoping to join. Uh, the team then pivoted, signed a different player. He was sat in the car park <laughs> and watched the player that they bought instead of him walk in. He's plastered on Sky Sports News, <laughs> like everywhere. And then he has to go back to his old teammates and play because I'm pretty sure this was in the January transfer window. So he had like a game with his team like the next week. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of He was own. probably in training like the next day. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, I like this because of the intersection of American sports with workers' rights. I find it deeply interesting about, like, the money and this whole thing. And I understand that, like, we're talking about millionaires, but remember, the people who own sports teams are kajillionaires and billionaires, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even close. So it's just like, (laughs) you know, I find it interesting in the numbers. I think that people, there's, I could have a whole conversation about, like, nerds taking over everything and ruining regular people's fun and also the pervasiveness of sports gambling that's gotten to every single crevice of sport. Especially like in media now, like all my podcasts, all my sports. No one wants me to gamble more than my sports podcasts. It's like I have yeah, a bookie oh, in my oh. life. 
Dude, it's it's a problem. Yes. Like when I found out why there's a bunch of uh, Chinese writing like around all the advertising hoardings in football right now, mm -hmm. absolutely mind blowing. It's because uh, you can't legally advertise gambling in China, so Chinese really? gambling companies are now buying spots in the Premier League because it's the most watched uh, foreign league in China. So they buy spots and they sponsor teams so that they can put just fully Chinese adverts only appealing to Chinese people in China to then go and gamble on their stuff because they're not allowed to public. It is wild how much uh, gam gambling is like a serious issue and I definitely oh, like 100%. a whole other side part. Like, wow. I just don't, I don't get it and it's like it used to be kind of like a grimy thing at least very much in America but now it got mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. now that it's legalized through like FanDuel and other like online betting stuff they're like it's just everywhere. ESPN Jasper is like 50% gambling stats now. Like, they talk mm, about lines mm. constantly. They talk about the best bets and stuff. It pops up all over. Even, like, in the halftime of games, they're talking about, like, fan. oh, make this bet on FanDuel or some or some stuff. Also, like, The Ringer is totally in bed with it at the same time. It's really gross and it's really weird. So that yeah, that's also part gross. of it. But the, the thing is mostly about the workers' rights. Again, the drama, like we said in the beginning of the episode, the drama surrounding business in sports mm. activates like the true crime part of my brain. Oh, dude, I go in rabbit holes like you wouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. We joke that I have a podcast now, which has an audience of one. It's just my <laughs> wife. Um, and basically it's because it's her favorite podcast because I, I play it for her when she goes to sleep. Uh, and when I say I play it for her, I mean, I let you sit in bed and I go, boo, 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 boo. that's the theme music. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> and then you just hey, tell her everyone, about sports. It's me. And I put on this really dorky voice for some reason. That's not actually my voice where I'm, it's like, hey everyone, it's me, Jasper, and uh, today I'm going to talk about Arsenal transfer targets. And it's basically just me reeling off all of this stuff that I found. And it's like, I'll go in the weeds, dude. Like, I'm out here tracking the cloud formations in the back of players' Instagram posts to see if they're in I England love that. That's or if they're sick. still in France. That's sick. I love that. You know this. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's the levels that we're going to. Like, Arsenal transfer watching uh, community is, we are in the trenches mm -hmm. finding out information. It's wild. Yeah. So, uh, and I'll be a guest on that podcast when I visit you. I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You <laughs> You can come listen to my bedtime podcast. This is so great. I'm just going to sit by the side of your bed while Jane's trying to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, oh, great. So I love normal. this. This is, this is wonderful. So, so hey, so happy to be so here. Normal. I just want to plug my podcast games and feel like the Jade's trying to sleep. Trying to go to sleep. So what I would say, what I would say to you, money, 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 is like, it's just another way to follow it. And if you're not into it, yeah. it's fine. And I, I'm sorry that the nerds who create all of the media are now, all they can do is talk about it. It's also wild because, I mean, I think that this happens the most in basketball just from the way that it's laid out. And also because, like, listen, I could spend an entire time talking about um, the process. Do you know about the process and Sam Hinkie? No. Nope. Basically, it's this, like, this, like, mathematical thing about tanking and collecting all of these draft picks and that draft picks potential are, is infinitely more valuable than, than actual value. Like, a draft pick is way more valuable than a player. The whole thing is to say it's just a way for people to consume it and you don't have to worry about it. Um, it's it's just it's frustrating watching teams mortgage their future 
for this very specific stuff. Mm. So you can't understand why something is happening. Because again, a lot of this stuff yeah. is about chemistry just as much as it is about numbers and, and future draft picks. You know, I think there's also like a thing, and I, we talked about this before when we were talking about Marvel movies, about how like everyone mm. thinks they're Kevin Feige and at the same time everyone thinks they're the GM of their their favorite sports team. And they could be because they're just mm-hmm. guys, you know? Guys yeah. who know things. And I think... No, but just to clarify though, I could I could actually be the technical director of Arsenal. Like I know, <laughs> I know enough. I just want to clarify that. I so that's why people are so into it. That's why. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to be, but I know it's all over the place. I, I like it, and Jasper likes it, but you don't have to, I promise. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. We are about to sign Declan Rice, and it's a very exciting time to be an Arsenal fan, so you know what I mean. This is good. And as an it's Arsenal tough. fan, I'm also very excited about it. Yes! Yes! <laughs> you convinced Yes, as dude. We, you convinced yes, me. Yes, dude. Yes, Incredible. Dude. Uh, well, Jasper, this has been Oops All Sports. Thanks for letting us talk about sports, yes! folks. Thank you for the four people that have listened to this and who aren't like, why do I want to listen to this? I just for a sports Jasper, podcast. Jasper, I had a basketball podcast. They know. It's fine. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, okay. They okay. know. It's, cool, they, cool. they know. They like right. it. They There's like at it. least six of them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Polly yeah, Burridge cool. is 100% here. <laughs> Polly's from Australia, too, and Polly loved hearing me talk about the NBA. And then Polly loves one particular team in Australian rules football, and I'm like, oh, what and I, fo- I follow her on some socials, and I'm just like, Great. I, I'm I so should have happy said for you. that. I should have said that. Oh my god. Watching Australian rules football, Australian rules football is absolutely incredible. I do not understand no. that game at no, all. No, absolutely I've not. Been to multiple games. It is just madness. It is just pure Australian madness. Honestly, all they need to do is throw like a big, I don't know dangerous animal in the middle of that field and it's just that is australia it's wild like that's the only thing that's missing from aussie rules football is just put a like giant red kangaroo in the middle there should be a tasmanian devil in the middle of the field that would make it a in little the bit middle better. of the pitch yeah just to add some you know that's the only thing that would make it more australian otherwise it is a perfect encapsulation it seems it. awesome i just have no idea about it i'm like i'm so happy for you um so this is yeah, wonderful yeah, yeah. jasper where can people now if where can people hear you talk about nerd shit instead yay you can hear me uh, talk about nerd shit over at three black halflings we've got loads of cool stuff going on over there and you can follow me at jw underscore cartwright and hey listen i've been wanting to do a sports podcast for ages mm. For so long, if one person DMs me and says, hey, you should do a sports podcast, I will do Jasper, it. Jasper, I truly need you to stop making podcasts. <laughs> so you <can> keep- <laughs> no, I refuse. Not new one ones. Keep doing work. the ones you're doing, One please. of these days, one of these days, one of them's going to work, they Eric. Do- what are you talking about? <laughs> they very much work. No, Eric. I mean, one of these days, I'm going to sell out Wembley doing a podcast. Jasper, no one That's does what I mean. that. That doesn't exist. Yes. But I will. I will. And you can listen to the other episodes that I make on other podcasts. Go listen to Join the Party and tell me about it. I think you really like it. Woo! Jasper, thanks for doing Oops All Sports with me. Thank you for letting us do Oops All Sports. I've had a great time. Thank you. And, bro, there's nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't play basketball. And that dog has feelings. Dog dog feelings, though. Games and Feelings is produced by Eric Silver and edited and mixed by Misha Stanley. The theme music is Return to French Toast Castle by Jeff Bryce, and the art was created by Jessica Boyd. 
Find transcripts for this episode and all episodes at our website, gamesandfeelings.com. Until next time, press X to enjoy the podcast.